space. What endless mystery. Look at it. Wow. Who do dare uncover its secrets? The brave crew of the starship Cavalier do dare to scout the heavens, to see some moons, to take a dangerous galaxy trip. This is the true story of them that voyage among, oh, these, those stars of space. Greetings, Earthlings. Take me to your podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Oh, These, Those Stars of Space Alien Draft 2023 edition. (laughs) It's me, your host, Joe Lapore. Happy holidays, y'all. This is coming out to you during the that holiday season, that end of year. Father 2023 is so very old and he's waiting to be reborn so like a phoenix into baby 2024. And in the meantime, we are not releasing a canon episode. Instead, we're doing this. Yay. So I am here with our very own What's That Three-Eyed Creature? Why, it's Tim Platt. We come in podcast <laughs> instead of peace podcast we're the podcast aliens we love audio content but we hate audio books and that's something we've been thinking about why why do we like the give and take of two personalities or more and we don't like the beautiful narration that happens in the audio book well that's why we're here on earth to explore um, media. If we want to retake that riff, I won't stop you. But if we want to keep the riff, I stand by it 100%. I think uh, let's keep it all in. Yeah, let's keep it all in. I just, uh, I didn't, like, authorize you to talk on my behalf about audiobooks, so. No, yeah, I was, no, no, I'm speaking. Wait, wait, Tim, who's that speaking? Why? <gasps> Look, over there, it's one of the main characters from Star Wars that, you know, is just a human, but for the purposes of this show, is in fact an alien. Uh, Carly Minardo. Uh, yeah, um, podcast, I am your father. Hell yeah. yeah. Nice? Hell yeah. Was that nice? Yeah, yeah. yeah that was really good. Yeah, yeah, Happy yeah. holidays, y'all. Happy holidays. My gosh. Listeners, wherever you are, I hope you're sipping on a a hot mug of hot cocoa with, with little marshmallows sprinkled in it. Or one big one. Yeah, or one big one. I hope you're riding a sleigh across a snowy, snowy <laughs> landscape as if from a print by Courier and Ives. 
Yes, I also wish for these things. And I, I hope that your sleigh has an excellent sound system. And I hope that um, from Earth you look up and see a star, a star shining, shining in the night. night yeah. Um, that will bring you goodness and light. Okay, well, that's... It will bring you goodness and light. That's specifically yeah. Christmas, so... And that's yeah. what I wish. I do and feel like you're narrowing <laughs> the scope of the greetings we're offering. I do wish a Merry Christmas to those who enjoy it. I do. <laughs> I simply do. And for those who don't, I wish you a good day, a good holiday season. But I would also like to extend a Merry Christmas to one and all who enjoy it. Tim's a war on Christmas guy. <laughs> Why can't I say it? Why can't I? <laughs> God, oh God. <laughs> Cops throw you to the ground. Why can't I say it? Get off me. Get off me. <laughs> it ages you terribly. Yeah. Is Santa an alien? No. No. He's from planet Earth. Do we know that? Yes. We have no reason to assume not, beyond his magical abilities, which seem totally consistent with uh, the Earth-bound mythic beasts that we, uh, that we allow to be real, like the Minotaur. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sure. <laughs> is the Minotaur an alien? It is not. Could be. Could be, Tim. No, it's in the myth. What if the myths of, of yore are in fact just ancient humans trying to make sense of the extraterrestrials among them? There has never been a narrative that posited this. There has never been a narrative <laughs> that posited this. And there never will be. Yeah. Entire sci-fi series. <laughs> Certainly not Doctor Who. Oh, I forgot about oh. that. <laughs> I watched Doctor Who. I used to anyway. Is that Doctor Who's premise? I didn't know. Or is it one of its Doctor premises? Who is Doc chock full of aliens. Doctor Who's whole thing is like a ghost? No, it's an alien. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know And then that. when it's not that, it's just Daleks who are aliens <laughs> or right. other guys who are aliens. Wow. You listeners, just to, to, just for a little context, uh, before we recorded, Carly was saying that maybe she did not have um, the breadth of alien knowledge that she would like to bring to this yeah. august and serious <laughs> recording. Um, yeah. And Tim and I really had to convince her that um, she had what it takes. And I know that that is true. So, you know, just enjoy and get ready because we know the aliens are out there and we're yeah. going to draft them today. Yeah, I've got a really good roster. I'm feeling really good. Have we all prepared rosters? I have made a list of possibilities. I'm worried that mm -hmm. I'm missing something from one of the categories, but I have a pretty good roster of people who I feel pretty comfortable uh, grabbing and a few who I feel like I'm in no danger of losing. <laughs> Should we talk about uh, the rules? Yes. Please. Okay. I would love to know the rules. Me too. Me too. All right. So this draft, listeners, will be conducted in four rounds. The draftees will have to include within their roster at least one alien from a movie, mm -hmm. one alien from a television program, mm -hmm. one alien from myth or urban legend, mm -hmm. and one wild card, one that can be anything. Amazing. Now. I do have a follow-up to that, okay, which I've been thinking about, and this is just how it is. I'm um, as the draft executor. Uh -huh. This is just a call I am making. Okay, um, this is not up to debate. Oh, we can debate it, but know that there will be no changes to this rule <laughs> going into it. This rule is in, you know, I've etched it in marble. You can argue about it, but it's not. I'm not. I'm not budging on this. Okay. 
<laughs> in all of media, in the vastness of alien depictions, there are both alien characters, individuals who are aliens, and there are alien species as a whole. Okay. Mm-hmm. Both may be drafted, but if you draft an individual, that entire species is unavailable. And okay. if you draft the species, any individuals also become unavailable. So, for example. So, for example, if you tried to draft Klingons, strong pick, high seed. But that means that Worf, an individual Klingon who in many ways breaks the mold of traditional Klingons, is off the table. Right. I do like Worf. Um, and so if I, if I, for example, drafted Chewbacca, then it would take all of uh, his... Wookiees. Wookiees. All the other Wookiees are gone. All of the famous Wookiees we can name. Wow. You know, for a second, <laughs> I was like, Chewbacca, ah, and the alien race I would never know unless I read the books. <laughs> and then I was like, no, <laughs> No, Wookie. even I knew that one. No, we know, we know Wookiee. <laughs> It, it is worth saying that we are that you are taking maybe the two least alien literate of the uh, the least those cast. Do you consider yourself non alien literate? That surprises me. Um, I think I have a much uh, shallower um, familiarity with the genre as the rest of our group, and so okay. I think I mean I know aliens for sure, but I feel like there's a lot that uh, I do feel like my sci fi knowledge in both you know screen media or literature is pretty shallow. I think this speaks to a self-esteem issue that you both need to work on because we've already like, we've already mentioned like 10 different aliens in the first 10 minutes of this podcast without breaking a sweat. And each of us only have to pick four aliens. Bitch, I forgot Wookiee. I don't know what, I don't know what Wookiees do. That's not a requirement. No one is asking you to say what a Wookiee does. They swing. I want to be able to defend why my pick is better than Tim's. Oh, well, that's a whole different thing. That's a whole different thing. I mean, again, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you would have to def- really defend that. I think Wookiees could go very early in this draft. I think they're a, they could be a high draft pick. They could be. We'll see. You know, like I said, I've got a really good roster. I'm not taking I'm not taking a Wookiee or Chewbacca. Not my favorite <laughs> character in the Star Wars universe. I doubt I'll be even taking anyone from the Star Wars universe. So there is one character I've put on my list. Literally everyone <laughs> in the Star Wars universe is an alien. It's true. So oh, that would be that would be so funny. <laughs> I take Luke. Yeah. He's an alien. He's an alien from the planet of Tatooine. <laughs> what if I was a big Luke guy? Listen to me. I swear. I swear to God. Anyone tries to tell me like what any of these aliens do, like God bless you. I don't want to know. Just like don't tell me. I don't want to know. I like where I'm at with this. Okay, but what if I'm enthusiastic about something that the aliens do and I want to praise your and I want to praise your choice? You can praise my choices. What? But can I get specific when I praise them? About me. <laughs> For example, the Wookiee swings from tree to tree. I don't know. We if that's never true. see that happen. Isn't that one fight where they swing from tree to tree? What? Yeah, I guess. Do they swing from tree to tree? I think they just like perch in the top of trees and shoot guns at droids. That, 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 that's, I may be thinking about Ewoks as well, but Ewoks definitely swing from trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not the, why not the noble Wookiee? <laughs> <laughs> write that poem. Yeah, honestly, write that poem. Why not the noble Wookiee? Why not his brownish hair? Why not his tall, demanding gait? Why not his sexy stare? Ooh. Why not propose to Wookie? Why not make him my bride? 
<laughs> Why not make room upon this cart upon which he will ride? Why not throw rice upon our heads? Why not write him a vow? Why not propose to Wookie? Why not uh uh um bring it home? Bring it home. Uh, why not? Me not know how. There we go. There we go. Oh, I know. Me not know how. <laughs> That's great. What? That's really good. Really good, Tim. Any publishers listening? Like, just just reach out to Tim directly. I get in a bit of a fugue state whenever after um this is a, a tangent. I've been writing for um a Cat in the Hat podcast that is the Seuss Estates mm-hmm. has a hand in and um, they really require you, if you use rhyme at all, it must be in Seussian meter. It must be in very strict Seussian meter. Um, and I- Tim, I don't really blame them for that. Neither do I, neither <laughs> do I. But I, was, I wasn't told that until after I wrote my first script and I was like, uh, well, this would have been great to know because I wrote a whole and you were lot doing, of rhyme. And you were doing lots of, you were I, doing lots of like- A lot of iambic, iambic pentameter, yeah. I was just doing, I was just following my, my carefree, my carefree mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. meter. But uh, it's really fun to write it, but I do get in a fugue state where I can't do anything until I am done with the paragraph of rhyme. <laughs> yeah. That uh, is very believable. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How I'm going to. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. You can just give it to me now. You know, you can just tell me I'm the winner. Carly is, is one. I okay. am two. Tim is three. Okay. I'm going to use the power of computers to roll a three-sided die. No Great. such thing. Oh, yeah. There is no such thing. But I can make it happen. Okay. This is rather alien. Is Zordon an alien? Yeah. Who is that? What if I was a big Zordon guy? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Aliens are like omnipresent in our culture, in our fiction. Yeah. And and I think you're just like forgetting how many aliens we we put in media. Who is Zordon? From the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. He tells Alpha to summon to him five teens with attitude. (laughs) I like I like that this. Who is Zordon? He's the guy that talks to Alpha. <laughs> you know <laughs> Alpha, right? Alpha is a little robot that goes, ay, ay, ay. Same voice actor as Daggett, I believe. Daggett? From uh, Angry Beavers. A big influence on oh. me. Never saw it. I loved it. Stump was a very funny gag. Stump is a funny gag. I'm, re- I'm moving away from Alien. Let's, let's hear about this, this spooky three-sided die. <laughs> okay, so I have rolled this three-sided die okay. uh, to determine who will go first. Okay. okay. We will do a snake draft. So the person who goes first will get one pick. Then the person who goes second will get one pick. Mm-hmm. The person who goes third will get two picks at once. Mm-hmm. And then and then we will snake back and we'll do that a couple times until we're done. Mm. Hell yeah. I have used the power of the internet to uh, create a three-sided die and I have okay. rolled that die and that die has come up three. Well, well. Wow. So Tim will go first. Carly will go second. I sadly will go third. And then I will get those two picks. And then we'll swing back around. And then Tim will get two picks. When do I get two picks? You never get two you picks get two because picks. you're right in the middle. You you have the best of both worlds. Doesn't sound like that's what that is at all. Sounds like I get stiffed. Do you want to trade places with me? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm confident in my pit in my roster. I will begin with movie. And I will pick the only person on my list, the only character on my list who I think is, I am in risk of losing. 
Um, everyone else, I'm pretty confident, uh, is going to be untouched. Uh, I'm going for movie. I'm going for Audrey too. Wow. Oh, that's fun. Going that's a great too. alien. Is Audrey Tim? an alien? That plant? The plant? That strange and interesting plant plant is from another planet. Mm-hmm. Wow. So there is life on other planets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I always like a plant creature. Uh, alien adjacent thing. Big fan of the, those Alan Moore Swamp Thing comics from the 80s. Mm. And uh, a really great run where he gets separated from planet Earth and has to travel and be like a... Uh, you know, an elemental for all these other planets. I think that I think that's very cool. And he retained he's retained his classic swamp thing, little uh, you know, planty mm-hmm. uh, look. Mm-hmm. Uh, but why why do all that when I can go to Audrey too right there? Very powerful, very hungry, creates a familiar. Um, that's all. That's all. Uh, that's cool. Very, the vines. That's very you. Yeah. The power of vines. Beautiful voice. Feed. Destroys abusers. Destroys abusers. Um, though is also complicit in abuse themselves. That's a complexity that uh, I love in narrative. Um, <laughs> and there's a puppet, and uh, Frank Oz directed uh, Audrey 2, uh, which I think Frank is very Oz, cool. Frank Oz never worked on other aliens, as far as I know. Oh, I see what you're doing. You're making a, a bold claim that is patently false. Frank Oz famously was Grover, the alien of the Sesame Street crew. <laughs> I was just sitting here like, yeah, probably not. Oh, there's the space pigs. Oh, he did. Yeah, they do. He did do the pigs in space. Yeah, but also like they're not aliens. I don't think they just go to space. That's true. Those are Earth pigs that are space bound. Um, but oh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so that's pick, a great pick, Tim. Thank you. I pick. I pick Audrey too. And you can I don't. See, I don't know if that's the last time we'll be seeing Muppets in this draft. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know. On my list, there's a Muppet. Another another Muppet. But I don't know wow. if I'm gonna take them. Wow. Okay. Oh, it's me. It is you. Okay. Are we are we done? Or do we have we said any everything we want to say about Audrey too? Yeah, uh, I guess I will say that like you know, to speak broadly about alien stuff, you know, I'm always a big fan of like the elemental as a type, and I like the idea of like these sort of alien infection of an Earth bound thing, you know. Um, I can't give you another example of it, per, per chance. Um, but I do like, I like the sort of the alien spark that enters a human thing that then like sort of enlarges it, you know? Um, I think it's pretty cool. I don't think there's anyone that goes into Little Shop of Horrors not knowing. Like no one goes into Little Shop of Horrors blind, but it is still fun the way Audrey 2 goes from an inanimate object to a man-eating killer plant. Yeah, and, you know, the taste for blood that comes from that first mm. growth for me is also, you know, it, it echoes the vampire, which I've never really thought about before. But now that I think yeah. about it, I think it's interesting. Wow. But that that's all, I, that's all I'd like to say. Mm. Okay. Um, I'm also going to start with movie. And I am going to be picking the titular character from 1978's Superman. Ah. <laughs> Uh, Carly, you've hit us with a, a classic alien. <laughs> yes, a classic alien. Um, really happy with this roster. We've got, you know, Christopher Reeve as Superman. He gets to make big mistakes and then spin the world backwards and everything's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. And that's just one of his abilities. You know, I haven't even touched on the fact that, you know, he flies. Mm-hmm. He's got a wicked punch. He's got like ice breath and like x-ray vision Mm -hmm. i guess he probably has 
good hearing. And one might argue that his uh, greatest power is his heart. No. His ability to care. No. His desire to do the right thing no matter the odds. No, that's not a power. One might argue. Carly, remind me. uh, Mm. Superman can go back to his home planet whenever he wants, right? No, his home planet Krypton was destroyed, I'm sorry to say. He was actually sent Damn. That is He was sent here as a as a baby. Wow. And then Boy, his earth is... dad died from something stupid. I don't remember. I think I think it depends. <laughs> yeah. But in 1978 Superman, let's see, how did he, he die? It's a heart attack. Yeah. Well, I don't remember. All these It's a big old heart attack. <laughs> so, irrelevant uh to to my tr- my draft choice here, but I just think if you're looking for a, an actual strong alien, Superman, I think is a is a really is a really good choice. If you're looking for I, an actually strong one, yeah, actually strong. <laughs> I love the 1978 Superman, but thinking about specifically Pa Kent in that movie dying, the actor they get to play Teen Clark in that movie looks nothing like Christopher Reeve, <laughs> and is like maybe the same age as Christopher Reeve, just like a skinnier dude. Really. Like he doesn't, he doesn't look like a teenager. He looks like 18 going on 40. (laughs) I don't remember that. Also, let's just say he's accompanied by a fantastic musical score. Mm -hmm. You know, that's also a little feather in his cap. Uh, His uh, newsman's cap? Yeah, he's a reporter, which is really cool. Wouldn't it be cool if he had a feather in his newsman's cap? Wouldn't that be an interesting design for Superman? I think he tries to keep a lower profile as Clark Kent. Than like putting a feather in his cap. That's true. It's a little foppish, you know? It draws a little too much attention. I don't think Lois would enjoy it. No. And he cares a great deal what Lois thinks. He does. Uh He does, strangely. Maybe there's something, oh my God, he's in love. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my my God, God, he's in love. I never put the pieces together, but Clark Kent is in love with Lois Lane. But she's in love with Superman. It'll never work. (laughs) It'll never work. So yeah, that's my first pick. Incredible pick. So I will now be making my first pick and my second pick. Okay. Okay. (sighs) Boy, a lot to, a lot to think on. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Because Muppets are already being taken off the board, I want to get this out of the way. Because I want, I want, I want this alien on my roster. So oh, with my first selection, I am drafting Gonzo. <laughs> oh! Oh wow! Oh wow! wow. Gonzo's an alien. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Canonically, um, in, in Muppets from Space. Yeah. I never saw that one. Uh, it wasn't great. Wasn't great. <laughs> Definitely. But nevertheless, time. established Gonzo to be an alien. Yes. Wow. I was so fucking sure you were like, oh, no, he is taking Salacious Crumb. Who is on my list? <laughs> Salacious Crumb is on everybody's list. Not mine. I love Gonzo. Gonzo is one of my Muppets. I got to say, I feel like that I, That does feel like a uh, like you, you knew you, it was down to you and Tim on that one, Joe. I don't know that. I don't know that, Carly. You know Muppets. That's the thing, right? <laughs> You're saying you don't know aliens. You know Gonzo. Yeah, I didn't know he was an alien. Well. I thought he was um a whatever I believe a is what he claims. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, He's like a little monster. Mm-hmm. I like Gonzo. That's great. You know, I like it when Gonzo does. I like it when he does um that beautiful wishing song from the show. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's really beautiful. I like it when he sings. Um, mm-hmm. 
He says, I'm going to go back there someday. That's the first reference to him potentially being from space uh, in the Muppet movie. I know I know. there's divided opinion, but like I enjoy his team up with Rizzo. Of course. I enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy when Rizzo came on the scene and they, you know. A comic duo of the ages. They're great yeah, together. Um, one of my favorite uh, Gonzo moments of all time comes from up at Treasure Island when he has uh, his uh, he has been tortured and his arms have been stretched and then they <laughs> he it's first presented as like something horrible and then he's like I love it yay yeah. <laughs> look at my long arms <laughs> yeah that does feel like very formative <laughs> it's that was very formative not to date this but I'm going to hours before we recorded this we published an episode of this very podcast of these those stars of space where Muppets Treasure Island gets brought up oh really yeah. it does yeah I compare the characters receiving something to receiving a black spot okay mm. and then and then I and then my character gets accused of reading and then Branson correctly points out that it's not from reading, but it's from watching Muppet Treasure Island. Oh, right, that's right, 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 that's right, that's right. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's a good episode. You guys should stop listening to this and listen to that and then come mm -hmm. back and finish this. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think I think that's a pretty strong, pretty strong selection for my first draft pick. He's not only a great alien, he's like one of the top five Muppets. I, yeah. I would say literally one of the more popular potential alien characters, you know. I mm -hmm. would say Gonzo. Is more popular than Spock. Yeah, I would say Gonzo. That's interesting. Oh. Yoda, Yoda might he? I, Yoda might be more popular than Gonzo, to be honest. But when I say the Muppets, I mean like the Muppet Show crew. I mean the Muppets. For sure. I don't mean, I don't mean Muppet uh, when when Jim Henson like does a Muppet somewhere else. I mean the I mean Kermit, Fozzie, Piggy, Gonzo. I'm talking more one of the more popular aliens of all time. Yeah, yeah. And I'm saying maybe I, Yoda might be up there. That's interesting. Yeah. The depth of age groups you get, the long, long years of affection for Gonzo. You mm -hmm. know, once they're bought by Disney, everything goes. Um, uh, <laughs> I would say Gonzo's up there, one of the more popular alien characters of all time. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm feeling good about it. I'm feeling good about it. And now I'm going to go for my second pick. Okay. So I do want to clarify. I do think Gonzo counts as my television pick. Mm, okay. Okay. Since uh, The Muppet Show is... You can choose your medium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so my next pick is going to be from film. Heard of it. And for my second pick, I am going to choose the alien from the film Contact that takes the form of Jodie Foster's father. Now, what does that alien do besides shapeshift? Unclear. We would know more, <laughs> but they, we would know more, Carly, but they should have sent a poet. Okay. <laughs> wow. I saw this movie once when I was a kid, and I don't remember much from it. So, if you could walk us through the uh, the moments, the the moments here. So this this alien only appears, you know, is in the final, not the the second to last scene of the movie. Okay. The whole movie is, you know, detecting. Uh, you know, they get like a, they get like an alien signal, and then they're like trying to get congressional approval to like build this device. That'll to take forever. Travel to the right? aliens. Yeah. Meanwhile, Matthew McConaughey is this like man of faith who Jodie Foster once slept with that is like, you know, we don't need to pursue aliens. We just need to pursue um, our God, et cetera, et cetera. Eventually, they build they build this massive um, device to allow Jodie Foster to travel space. Uh, she does or does not. What? What happens is we watch as Jodie Foster like go like basically like falls into this wormhole and then like travels through uh like a wormhole across galaxies 
and then has this experience with an alien and then comes back to earth and they're like sorry it didn't work oh that's fun yeah you just like you that's just sort fun. of like fell through the device and nothing happened so i guess you didn't i guess it didn't work and jody foster's like what do you mean i had this whole experience and then they're like oh interesting there was this like blip in the readings for 12 seconds but no it couldn't be i guess i guess it's all bunk the movie qu wrestles with a lot of questions about science and faith and is the point the aliens or is the point the searching, et cetera, et cetera. Oh. Hey, um, what's um Matthew McConaughey's favorite constellation? Wow, Tim, you've been like vibrating for basically two minutes waiting to say this. I don't know, Tim, what is it? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay. Okay. Actually, Tim, that's um, that's a common misconception. His favorite constellation is Sagittarius, Sagittarius, Sagittarius. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, so Joe, this alien. So this, so so Jodie Foster finds herself on like an an extraterrestrial beach, and this this figure walks up to her, and it's her dead dad, and she's like, uh, uh, what? <laughs> And he's like, yeah, I'm not actually your dad, but it would like so break your brain to perceive me that I've taken this form that you would find comforting, et cetera. I also haven't watched Contact in a long time. I just thought it was a funny pick. It is but a like, very that's funny the pick. gist. That's yeah, the yeah. gist. As much like Carly, I'm invoking the like, don't come at me if I'm getting some of the details <laughs> sure, of Contact sure, sure. wrong. I'm like doing my best here. If this is for the holidays. That's not what I was saying. I was saying, don't tell me anything. <laughs> Yeah, uh, same. Don't tell me if I'm right or if I'm wrong. Compliments only for me and Joe. Tim can take it. Um, All right. Joe, that's a great pick. <laughs> and with that, I will give my second pick. Am I right about that? No. Yeah, your second pick. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So um, my second pick is from TV. And okay. we're fast forwarding a little bit from 1978 to 1996. And a little cartoon. Okay. So a different era. Oh, probably X-Files. Well, no, she said a cartoon, Tim. Oh, cartoon. So probably Biker Mice from Mars. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, no, no. It's a little cartoon from 1996 by the name of Superman, the animated series. Okay, so it's probably... <laughs> Superman. Parasite or Brainiac. It's Superman. Or... Uh... I'm picking Superman from Superman, the animated series as my second pick. He's great. He's, he's, he can fly. He's great. He's great. He can fly. I hear got, he can leap tall buildings in a single bound. Yep. It starts that way and then it turns into flying and then he can punch and he's got x-ray vision and cold breath. Um, and he's a journalist. You know, Carly, I really want to fight you on this. Why? Because it's so good. My roster is good. It seems like good. you're just picking Superman. But I, I, and I thought I made such an ironclad rule, but I realized when I laid down that rule about like picking individuals Versus and species, species and taking yeah. them off the board, I didn't say anything about selecting multiple iterations of the same character. Uh-huh. You didn't. And just to be fair, like my roster like does have like the next one will be totally different. Okay, that's good to know. But I mean, I support this pick. Um, I Thanks, think this Tim. is the hottest. This is the hottest Superman. Wait, 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 wait. What? I'm sorry. Why, why, Tim? Why are we accepting immediate? Why are we accepting Carly at face value when she says her next pick isn't Superman? Because I, I trust my friend Joe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe Joe. I, tr I trust my friend and peer, Carly Minardo. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
But I will say this is the hottest Superman because of his large, large chest. Um, yeah. Yeah. His head, his cranium is super tiny, and then it just gets big, 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 and then it gets tiny, tiny, tiny again. And I think that's great. I heard they had to go to a special cartoon tailor just to draw the costume. <laughs> he wears like a size zero underpant. Yeah. And a size triple XL shirt. Yeah. Also, I, I watched this show a lot as a kid. I liked this show, particularly in the, you know, the Batman Superman adventures. But I really, um, I feel like this was my most consistent engagement with Superman as a kid. Um, mm-hmm. Same. Uh, I loved Parasite. For some reason, that really compelled Which me. Which one was Parasite? Remind me. Parasite was like the um, purple um, alien creature. Maybe it wasn't actually an alien in that show. Um, maybe it was like a science experiment who like would drain energy, like electric energy from his victims. Okay. Uh, uh, I liked that a lot. Great. In, uh, my first introduction to Brainiac. Mm-hmm. Great, great Brainiac stuff in that show. Mm-hmm. I loved Brainiac in that show. Brainiac in that show was awesome. And also Livewire, voiced by, um, oh, what was her name? Tank Girl. Oh, really? Lori Petty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really cool. I uh, Both her and Parasite are like the villains I think of most in that show. And she could like travel through electric currents, right? Mm-hmm, Great mm-hmm. stuff. I always, I always love electricity and the elemental theme of electricity. Well, then, Tim, you, it's very possible you'll like my next pick. Oh, great. Okay, awesome. Because we're moving yeah. away from Superman. Um, yeah, yeah. That's cool. So, Carly, hold on. Um, what do you... <laughs> uh, what What do you think... What do you think your second Superman brings to your roster that your first Superman was missing? Ice breath, I believe she said. Um, no, I said that for the other one, too. Um, I think two... Su- like, what's better than one Superman? Yeah. Like, two Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's never been a narrative with more than one Superman. No. You never thought about Joe. No, no, no. Well, we'll see. You know, I don't know. Okay, I'm worried. I'm worried that, like, there is there is some kind of anarchy happening under the surface of this draft. But I, but I have simply no choice but to move on to Tim's second and third picks. Great. Yeah, Joe, trust our friend. Trust our, <laughs> trust our friend and peer, Carly. <laughs> um, I, just th- I just think if this draft goes wrong, the holidays could be ruined. It's true. I don't think it's going to go wrong. I feel really good about my roster. Okay, I just don't want to get on any naughty lists. Okay, no, you won't. Well, say no more, because uh, what I'm about to pick is going to blow your fucking mind. I'm going Dr. <laughs> Zoidberg. I'm going Dr. <laughs> Zoidberg from television's Futurama. Of course. Oh, this no. is uh, course. one of the uh, comedic heavy hitters of a, of a very already comedic um, powerhouse of a show. Full disclosure, uh-huh. have not seen the past, like, four, apparently, new seasons, but that first round of Futurama... Um, ending in devil's, uh, the devil's hands is just like so funny to me and was such a huge comic influence to me. And Zoidberg himself made me laugh so hard. That guy. Ooh, I love that Dr. Zoidberg. He's so <laughs> funny to me. Um, he's a bit crab man. Remember when he sheds his, uh, shell? That's really funny. Um, I can't do his voice. It's kind of, I'm trying to do Dracula, apparently. I'm a very, very limited voice actor. He doesn't have like a weird, like wiggly voice. Like, oh, 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 oh. You know? Yeah. Something like that. Oh, is that what, isn't there an episode where his dad comes who's like a, a, a Fallville actor or something like that? I actually haven't it. seen too much feature. Really? That surprises yeah. me, Joe. That surprises I definitely, me too. I definitely watched like the first season when it aired when we were kids. 
but I never, I have not really gone back to it. Like the, the tough part for me with Futurama was, um, it came out sort of as the Simpsons was getting bad. <laughs> sure. So I was like, well, the Simpsons, I'm not, I'm, I'm losing interest in the Simpsons fast. Okay. And Futurama also like took that hit. So for me, it was like Simpsons was on, but it was on before me. So with Simpsons and especially pre-DVD, I feel like I was always playing catch up where like I would never knew when I, I mean, I, I would watch Simpsons at six o'clock on Fox five. Um, but mm -hmm. like there was, but I had those books that like told you about all the Simpsons episodes. And I hadn't seen them all. And I didn't know how to get them. And I remember when Futurama started, and I was like, oh, I can see, I'll be able to see all of them. Mm -hmm. And I think I did actually. Um, I love that show and Dr. Zoidberg with prominence that I enjoy. Very funny man. And a doctor, which I respect. Funny man. A funny man. Funny, funny man. Great, Tim. I mean, I'm not faulting you. That's a, that's a beloved alien. That's beloved a alien. Yeah, I think that's a great pick. A great answer to Gonzo as well. Yes, truly. Um, and now, God, my wild card is a question. So I'm going to go with my urban legend. Okay. Okay. You fools. You fools, you wish you had done this. You're going to be so mad at me when I say this. I might be mad at you. You're going to think, ah, I could have done that. I could have done that. Uh, you're going to be so mad. <laughs> Tim, just, just because you're preempting us doesn't take away my right to be mad. Okay, that's so true. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> it's really important that you remember that. And I hate it when I fail to preempt. <laughs> Pals? I'm talking Nessie. I'm talking the Loch Ness Monster. Come on! What? Tim! Is that an alien? It's rumored. <laughs> it's one of the rumors. It is one of the I rumors. Mean, in, in as much as Nessie has never been found or discovered, there's nothing to say that Nessie isn't an alien. But that's one of the rumors about Nessie. Dinosaur or alien? Tim, who's been spreading those rumors? My peers. And who's talking to your peers? Me. <laughs> No, I mean, th no, this is real, though. But sure, sure. Th th that's one of the options for what Nessie is. And also for urban legend, like, I was having trouble thinking beyond, like, I mean, we can brainstorm right now, but, like, you know, Roswell, the Gray Men, you know, um, I, I sort of had trouble after that being like, what is, what is an actual urban legend alien besides those two? Down the brainstorm now. But I think Loch Ness Monster is one that I, I'm locking into. Mm -hmm. I've always been fascinated by the Loch Ness Monster. Who is she? What is she doing? <laughs> Can I see her? Um, <laughs> there's a mystery. There's a romance to her because of the fog, I imagine. Yeah. Um, and the shape. And it's a very deep lake. It's a it's a famously deep lake. And she's yeah. supple. Small? Supple? Supple. Supple, right. I was like, the Loch Ness Monster is not small. She's humongous. And that's what I like about her. <laughs> I like how supple she is. Yeah, I do too. She's so supple. Yeah. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, no. She's supple. No. Thank you. Tim, I don't think I'm going to say that, like, I respect your choice. I don't know that that's the strongest pick you could have made, but I appreciate you sticking to your guns and not changing it now. Let's go through some options. <laughs> well, I'm not I have a, I still have to make my pick for that category. So I'm not okay. going to like I'm not going to shoot my shot right now. But knowing Carly is going before me. OK. Oh, do I go now? Well, if we're done talking about the Loch Ness Monster. Or does him have a second pick? I've done two picks. You did the Loch Ness Monster and, oh, and yeah. Miss, and Mr. Zoidberg. Mr. Zoidberg. Okay. 
Um, so I'm also going to do um, Urban Legend. Okay. And this is a, a curse um, that is rumored to affect um, certain people in the creative field who work on um, certain adaptations. And it is the Superman curse. And I am picking Superman. Carly, you, you, ha you had me. <laughs> you had me. Until the Superman curse, which I was interested to hear about, just became Superman. Yeah, so this is great. Yeah, what's, this, what's the Superman curse? Let's so start there. So according to Wikipedia, uh -huh. um, the Superman curse refers to a series of supposedly related misfortunes that have plagued creative people involved in adaptations of the DC Comics character Superman in various media particularly actors who have played the role of Superman on film and television. Oh, oh, I see. So okay. by my estimation, this gives me a lot of, actually gives me a lot of Superman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that gives you George Reeves and Christopher Reeve again. Yeah. And I think it's really, it, the curse is really probably focused on those two. Um, it's like a pretty significant entry and I don't want to make light of it, but I am picking that as my urban legend and I'm picking Superman. Okay. Okay. And Superman can fly and punch and he okay. has ice breath and Yeah, we yeah, we know. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Tim, you know about the ice breath, right? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, about the ice breath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah it's um Okay, I just want to make sure you guys understood why I was picking Superman. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, no. no we no. get it, we get yeah, it. Because they're yeah. Superman Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's yeah. my that's my urban legend. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. See, it's the funniest thing because Tim, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you out here. Go ahead. Last round, at the end of last round, Carly said, "My next pick, I'm not gonna pick Superman." That's not what I said. What'd you say? I said it would be totally different, and it is. This is an urban legend and not a movie or TV show. We're getting we're getting I, a I'm, little. I, for me, it's jumping from the curse to the character. Where, where yeah, I, that's that's where I that's where I'm uh, shooting my laser focus. Uh, um, Listen, I mean, you want to question it? His name is all over this Wikipedia article. Carly, can I actually ask you a can I ask you a genuine question? Yeah. Can you unpack a little going for the uh, 1990s Superman animated series over the Fleischer Superman shorts of the 40s? I just thought it was like he was going to look too much like Christopher Reeve and I didn't want people to get confused. OK. If they stood next to each other. Yeah, yeah. Fair. Fair. Cool. OK. All right. So, Joe, I think it's your turn. Yeah, I think, Joe, I think it's, Joe, I think it's your turn. All right. Um, I am also going, I'm going to pick my, this. I'm making my third and my final choice. Wow. Mm. So you're going to, you're going to hear it first. These are my final picks. Okay. So for my urban legend selection, I have chosen to draft the aliens that built the pyramids. Wow. Fuck. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, I think, like, look across this whole planet. There is no greater monument to aliens and what they can accomplish than the pyramids. Yeah. Okay. Can you imagine a rock <laughs> pointed to the very sun itself? And, uh, and not just that. It contains the wonders of a civilization that once reigned over many centuries. And, and it, is, it does not take the shape of a cube. Not at all. <laughs> no, no, no. It ends in a point. It points up to the heavens, in fact. You might think the yeah. point that would be going down, down to the ground. But no, up to the heavens it points. It encourages man to look to the stars. We don't know what's underneath. It could be pointing down, too. It could be a diamond. That's true. No one's ever looked. Yeah, no one's ever looked. We've never gone under the, py the pyramids. That's right. 
Aliens invented over and under. Everyone's really focused on the top, but I just want to make room for the fact that there could be a, a bottom. Yeah. And within, there may be something even more terrifying than an alien. The mummy. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. Joe, what do you think these aliens got up to after the pyramids? What else do you think they busied themselves with? Um, if the film Stargate is to be believed, it's like grabbing a bunch of humans, taking them to another planet to be slaves. Wow. Yeah. And okay, I okay. If the aliens were anything like me after being at the Boardwalk Arcade... Um, and I've gotten kicked off of the X-Men video game, they're probably going back to their um, hotel room. Why did you get kicked off the X-Men video game? Because I lost, and there was a line. <laughs> oh. Were you, were you Nightcrawler? I was Nightcrawler. Joe, I like to think that you, you are focused on the industry the, of building the pyramids that these aliens achieved and not the fact that, like, in one version of the story, they enslaved others. Well, that's just a fiction. That's one fictional sort of like imaginative representation of what the aliens who built the pyramids might be. Okay. Right. You know, and it's sort of it's sort of taking a different approach. Like Tim, we know what Nessie looks like. We've seen her in silhouette, <laughs> but we don't know conclusively whether or not she's an alien. What? Um, yeah. For my, my guys, we know they're aliens, and we know they built the pyramids, but we don't really know what they look like or what they want. Everything else is hearsay. What if they yeah. look like pyramids? Here's the thing. What if the pyramids are just alien skeletons? Oh, and they have like Ooh. feathers like dinosaurs? Yeah. Okay. That's exciting. That's an, that's an awfully solid skeleton. And the mummy yeah. is like their digestive enzymes that still stay around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The mummy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Literally that. I just want to say I appreciate us all taking this as seriously as we're taking it. Of course. Yeah, I'm working really hard on my roster. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Joe, who's your who's your final pick? So who's a wild card? I have really wrestled with this. Hmm. Okay. There are still a lot of aliens out there, There's right? There's a lot of options. We haven't hmm. taken a single alien from Star Trek. Yep. Yeah. We haven't... Um, we haven't taken Salacious Crumb. We haven't taken Salacious Crumb. We haven't taken Yoda. We haven't taken a single alien from the films of Steven Spielberg, a man who makes a lot of things with aliens. No one from our show. And this is a yeah. real opportunity for you to, like, proclaim a favorite. Yep. Um, we haven't taken the alien from Alien. Nope. We haven't taken the Predator. Nope. Um, so that we haven't taken... Well, I don't want to give too much. I don't want to say others. That I don't want to say other strong picks. Didn't take Edgar. Edgar. Oh, yeah. Edgar's great. Edgar? Sugar water. Sugar. Oh, of course. Don't do that. We haven't taken a single bug from Men in Black. Yeah. Um, but for my last pick, okay. and it just occurred to me, um, my, for my final pick, I am going to select Optimus Prime. <laughs> I mean, sure. That's yeah. great. From the planet Cybertron. That's really yes. good. Leader of the Autobots. Yeah. Um, really can good. haul a ton of cargo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Did you all have any connection to the Transformers mythos at all? No. Yeah. I was very into Beast Wars, and that's it. That tracks. They re-aired the 80s cartoon when we were kids. Yes. And I watched it a lot. And then I followed it up with Beast Wars. Oh, yeah. the Thundercats are aliens. That's true. The Thundercats are aliens. Meow. Say that again. Sorry, Tim. Meow. So, Joe, um... Uh-huh. Just talk about anything, I guess. 
yeah, so he's he's mostly red, but he's got blue legs. <laughs> All like Superman. Kind of like Superman. Kind of like Superman. Yeah. Um, I am thinking of like the original cartoon Optimus and not like the Michael Bay Optimus. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. That's a piece of shit. Yeah. No offender. Oh, yeah. He died in a movie. Famously, yeah, yeah. That Famously, he died people. in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bold of that movie to like kill all the main characters and then like keep doing the show. I like the Optimus Primal. He was a gorilla. Yeah, we know you like Beast Wars, Tim, but I picked Optimus Prime. Okay, and and he's different from Optimus Primal. And the, yeah, they're and different the, guys. They meet, in fact. I remember. I remember. The big rat trap guy, a big tarantulas guy, big Rhinox guy. Oh, really? Were you a Rhinox guy? Sure, Rhinox, Rhinox was reliable. Yeah, he was reliable. I was a bit, I mean, I was a big Dinobot guy. Oh, for sure, for sure. Great character. Great character. The thing about Dinobot, Carly, is that he was a Predacon, but he had so much honor. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> he had so much honor, he had no choice but to leave them and join the Maximals. Yeah, and he hated the Maximals so much, but they had honor and respected but his God honor. But damn it, he respected enough. them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I didn't, I have not understood a single, I've not followed a word of this. He's sort of like a dino bot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Mm-hmm. A robot in the form of a dinosaur, if that helps bridge the gap. It actually really does. I feel like I can picture exactly what that might look like. That's great. He's great guy, great guy. That's great, but you're not picking him. You're picking Optimus Prime. Yeah. So again, my, my team is Gonzo. The contact aliens, <laughs> the aliens that built the pyramids, and Optimus Prime. Yes. That completes my roster for the 2023 alien draft. Congratulations, Carly, Joe. Uh, it's on to you. Wait, am I imagining this or did Orson Welles once voice Optimus Prime? Orson Welles played um, Galvatron in Transformers the movie. Not Galvatron. Galvatron was Leonard Nimoy. He played Omicron, I think. He played a big, like, planet-sized Transformer that ate planets. Okay. He played, like, the Galactus of the Transformers. Okay. Thank you for speaking in terms I actually yeah. do genuinely understand. Galactus would have been a great pick oh, off the board. Oh, wow. Yeah, he would have. I've already, I've, I've my roster. He's just about the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I really love oh. him. Oh, yeah, I love Galactus. Carly, now you could pick, with your fourth pick, you could pick Galactus right now. Oh, yeah, now. yeah, that's fantastic. Okay, great. No, I you already You could pick the de- Silver Surfer. I already mm-hmm. decided my, my roster. Okay. So this is my last pick. This is, um, you know, I felt really good about the coverage I had on like um, ice breath and X-ray yeah. vision and punching. And Carly, fl- is this is this really going to be this is going to be a fourth Superman? No, 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 no. Joe, just wait. Just let me finish. OK, so my wild card mm-hmm. actually, you, and know, you can pick any alien. Tim, Joe, yeah, Joe, can you Tim mentioned look? electricity and I was really excited to share my choice because this alien has a lot of. It's actually two. It's two aliens. Hmm. And electricity is a big part of their whole deal. Okay. Joe, what's the matter? Joe, will you just let her finish? I know what you're going to I know what you're going to do. No, you don't, ahead. man. Just you I know what she's going to do. You're I thinking the worst. Do. You're thinking the worst. Carly, sorry, continue. Um, it's Superman red and blue. Uh-huh. <laughs> Listeners, you can't see, but I did write this down before Carly announced, and I did write down red and blue. Well, that's what Superman wears normally. But what's different about Superman Red and yeah, Blue yeah, uh-huh. is that they're twin Supermans who get married to two different girls, and they also have different powers. <laughs> they do. They're have, twins, and they marry two twin girls. They have two. No, it's it's Lois Lane and and the one that has the name that's basically the same as Lois Lana Lane. Lana Lang. 
Lana Lang. Yeah, really, really busted their brains on that one. Um, Did the other Superman really get involved with Lana Lang? They, I think they had like a joint wedding or something. I wasn't reading Superman comics at the time. No, I wasn't either. I just um, yeah. looked it up so on I Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, so they have electricity, right? Mm-hmm. They're big. They're big on the electric stuff. Yeah, they've got magnetism. Um, they can absorb things. They can mm-hmm. shoot blasts. Um, and there's two of them. And I feel like this nicely kind of patches the holes in the roster uh, in terms of like ability. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you were heavy on ice breath so far. So this is a deviation from that for sure. I didn't even mention super speed, which I'm yeah. pretty sure the first three super Superman yeah. have. Yeah. Also no capes. There's no capes. One is red and one is blue and they're married. But not to each other. <laughs> not to each other. They're not married to each other. I trusted you. Yeah, and I remember. Tim, now you. you're betrayed, and now I'm betrayed. Cause I won. No, not cause you won. Well, let's just review our teams, right? So Joe has. Um, well, Tim hasn't made his final pick. I haven't made my final pick. You have no idea who I'm going to choose. Oh, okay. Yeah, and and what I haven't mentioned, Carly, but is is relevant is that all of my aliens have kryptonite in their pockets. Oh, I'm toast, Ben. Yeah. And all my aliens are weirdly scared of kryptonite. <laughs> Even Audrey too? Is Audrey too scared of anything? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Kryptonite. So Tim, who's your fourth? So I thought about Salacious Crumb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought about all of the Zerg, who I found incredibly <laughs> influential. Who are the Zerg? The Zerg are from the game StarCraft. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And what they do is expand the creep. And upon the creep, they create uh, little beasts that uh, have tongues that shoot through the ground and pop up to kill any wandering Terrans who come by. Or uh, uh, there's also creatures that slither around like snakes with uh, scythes as hands, similar to the Tyranids from uh, Warhammer 40K, who I also was interested in picking. Yes? Who did you pick? Oh, I'm getting there. I'm going (laughs) through my options. I thought about doing Marvin the Martian from the famous cartoon series. I thought about doing a classic alien. I thought about doing the Borg Queen because of the Ooh. way that her the uh, her t- the way she gets put into the her body in a way that made me feel fantastic as a child. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Jesus. <laughs> Okay. Tim as like a 10 year old movie critic (laughs) who doesn't understand his body. This is fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, First Contact is like the only Star Trek that I really was like, bam, baby, this is my thing. Um, It's a good Star Trek movie. It was great, yeah. No, what I'm actually selecting is this is once again in the uh, tradition of I Gotta Be Me. Um, (laughs) I was a huge fan as a kid of Bruce Coville, who was a young, mm. was a young, a writer for not young adults for like chapter books for like yeah. fifth graders. And you have always been a supporter of the education profession. I have. I have. You've always loved educators. I've always loved educators. And I, he did like Jeremy Thatcher, Dragon Hatcher, which was one of my favorite books of all fucking time. <laughs> um, but he also had a series called um, Aliens Ate My Homework. Oh, yeah. A Journey to Dimension X. And then In Search of Snout, because Snout was one of the characters who uh, got lost. He was a psychic alien. 
Um, and I loved Snout. Snout was amazing. But that, Snout's not who I, who I am choosing today in the I Gotta Be Me part of my of my casting. Um, in this series, the main character like made friends or like bonded with this alien called Seymour and actually Edgar. He was like a two part alien with like who had like a body that was sort of reptilian, but like like a dog. But instead of a head, it was like a giant Whoa. eyeball. Um, and the brains were in the belly because Ew. what ate for Seymour and transferred the food telepathically was this little guy named Edgar who was like a little rat that would like, munch stuff around. It was basically his, uh, his mouth. But then he was – because his brain took over his belly, he had psychic connection to communicate, and he had a big old eye. So like a dog with a big sort of like giraffe eye, Oof. neck, mm-hmm. head. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was very kind in the books. In the books, he was very kind. And had a special connection with the young boy that only he could hear <laughs> because it spoke directly into his own brain. Wow. And I want, I want to say I was, of course, referring to a separate Bruce Coville alien chapter book series, My Teacher is an Alien. Yes, separate. this is a separate one. Um, mm-hmm. Iconic cover, though, My Teacher is an Alien. Mm-hmm. And uh, I simply have to – I got to be me. I th- when I thought about aliens, this was one of the first things I thought about – I loved this alien. I loved the design. I would draw its eye face in my notebook all the time. And I also couldn't help but be charmed by the special connection this creature had with the human <laughs> boy who was taken into a space adventure. <laughs> a special connection that, that was manifested through the psychic rapport they had with only those two and nobody else. I've always been impressed when a young boy had a special connection with a creature from an alien or fantas- fantastical realm. Um, because I always thought about what if I, myself, Tim there has a special connection with, say, a Digimon, a Pokemon, or a familiar of that ilk. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. Tim, you bringing that up makes me think of two things that I could have been strong contenders, but they literally didn't cross my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, thinking of like chapter books could have gladly had an, an Andalite on my Oh on my, my team. fucking God. Yeah. I could have done an Andalite. Yeah. Jesus. Or Hork-Bajir. Yeah. <laughs> Any of us could have picked the Hork Bajir. Yeah, we all could have gone for Hork Bajir. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Animorphs? We're talking about aliens from the Animorphs. Oh, I never read the Animorphs. Um, I ate them fucking up. Yeah, I yeah. ate that shit up. <laughs> and in many ways, Salacious Crumb is a little creature with a special connection to Jabba the Hutt. A young boy in space trying to make his Jesus way. Jesus Christ. But I was going to say the other alien that made me think of, the alien uh, the alien with a brain in its stomach, uh, could have picked Krang. Oh, Krang's sure. great. Sure, sure, sure. Krang is great. Chris does a really good Krang. <laughs> yeah. Chris does a good Krang. Yeah. Chris does a good Krang. I can't really do it. He's also got a great um, webcomic that I loved. Uh, uh, Krang, Krang is my, is stepdad. my stepdad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I love that comic. Which is based on a sketch he wrote for a sketch team we were on together. Yep. You know, I knew that. I never saw that sketch, um, but I, I love that comic. It's great. And so my alien uh, team is um, Audrey 2, Dr. Zoidberg, the Loch Ness Monster, or as I like to call her, the Mercury Monster. Um, and of course, Seymour and Edgar from uh, specifically the search for Snout, where I believe it was revealed that the psychic connection between oh, the young boy and the in this creature uh, was um, was established. Tim was thoroughly mesmerized by Bruce Colville uh, aping ET. <laughs> <laughs> I loved him. I loved yeah. Bruce Colville. I like read yeah. whatever. I could have. I went to the C section of my local library a lot. The cesarean section of your library? The carrion section? 
And as a young boy, you weren't stopping at Calvino. You were going all the way to Coville. No, it took me to my my college years to learn the pleasures of the Calvino section. <laughs> now there's an alien, if you ask me. That guy's ideas are out there. Wow. You know, my wife, who, um, should I just say, uh, works in Italian arts in many ways, invited me to a Calvino lecture on Friday tomorrow. <gasps> Whoa. That's so exciting. That uh, actually, I'm, I feel like we may not be able to go do, but we're going to try to go do. There's, a, there's a, uh, a talk on Calvino. That's very exciting. And is, the, is that talk happening like in a city of towers or like like the, the city of stairs? No, no. Merely in a building in Manhattan. Um, I think I feel really good about my roster still. Yeah. But fair is fair. If Joe's characters all have kryptonite, then then it's no good. Carly, did you consider Supergirl? No. Or the um the super animals. Crypto the super dog. No. What about um Jor L? He's dead. What about Dan Deacon? His music is out of this world. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I did almost pick Groomda. I did really think really? about picking Groomda. Yeah. Oh, you didn't have to do that. He didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to, Tim, and so I elected not to. That's incredible. He's a special little guy that Groomda. Tim, you also didn't select Grimda. <laughs> no, he grosses me out. <laughs> Carly, what were you going to say? Uh, I thought it would be fun to end on like everyone's favorite alien, not necessarily an alien that you drafted. My favorite alien. I will say that sort of like the Zerg Tyranid thing is something, and then I feel like even the, um, you know, the, the Xenomorph from Alien falls into that camp too, that sort of like, Buggish, techno organic. Not they're not. They're, I mean, these ones aren't techno organic, but like they're so their organics are a technology. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that always. I always sort of am attracted to that as like playable characters or a playable um, species. And I don't know if I have a favorite alien, but I feel like those are creatures that I sort of return to a lot in my imagination, and they freak me out. So that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Joe, what about you? It's not my favorite, but man, would have been a strong pick was John Lithgow as Dick Solomon in oh, Third Rock wow, in the Sun. Oh, wow, that's a great yeah. one. Yeah, that's so yeah. good. Oh, yeah, my yeah, gosh. Yeah. Wow. I loved that show. One wonders if if this had been, a, if there, there had been more rounds, like what would have happened, but mm-hmm. we can't know. We can't know. Like, I think, thinking about it, I think my favorite alien is probably Worf. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's up there for me. He's a really good alien. He's up there for me. I think he's I think he's adorable. I recently, not recently, I saw that I saw Nope in theaters and I really mm. um loved that movie. Um bravely. <laughs> I admittedly I loved that movie. Um and I really liked Jean Jacket as as a monster and I thought that Jean Jacket's design was really cool and the way that they were revealed was really cool. Um If I looked up Jean Jacket, would it scare me? Uh I don't think so, but potentially, depending on which image. All right, I'll wait until tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Light of day. Yeah, yeah. There were. Uh, it did its job in terms of getting scares, but yeah, I, I liked that recent alien. My favorite alien is Superman. Hmm. What adventure lies next amongst oh these those stars of space? Oh these those stars of space stars Ali Fisher. Branson Reese, Carly Minardo, Christopher Hastings, Tim Platt, and Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. 
Oh, These, Those Stars of Space is edited by Sam Grant, designed by Joe Lepore, and produced by Joe Lepore at Bucket of Milk, with the support of our patrons and our rear admiral, Lucas Wagner. Our theme and additional music is composed by Huge Today. See you next time, Cosmic Voyagers, for another story from Oh, These, Those Stars of Space. Thank you.